The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today. When the Facts Change is brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network, in partnership with Kiwi Bank. The bank for Kiwi, looking to get ahead in business and in life. A bank that delivers expertise and banking know-how, smart advice for business owners wanting to invest, grow their business or diversify. A bank that adapts with technology through the lens of its people and customers. It is a bank with heart that is driven by its purpose. Kiwi, making Kiwi better off. So why is it the Anglo-Saxon type of economy has been so strong and fast-growing over the last couple of hundred years? What is it about that connection between businesses, farming, land ownership, and banking that has meant that the US economy, the British economy, Australia, New Zealand, Canada, and those based on English law seem to have done quite well and grown. What is it about that? Turns out it's the core mechanism that turns New Zealand into not a real economy, but a housing market with bits tacked on. It is the thing that controls how we grow our economy, whether some people become rich or not. And over the last 30 years, that mechanism has been turbocharged and has changed Aotearoa forever. Sometimes in good ways, and for some people it's been fantastic. But on the whole, it has widened inequality and meant that those people who can't use that particular tool are finding it difficult to grow their own businesses, to access capital, and to be a full part of this Anglo-Saxon economy. What is this tool? It is the connection between people and land, and it is banks that define that connection. It is the mortgage. It's a bit of paper. It's a legal construct that connects a bank to the owner, a very clear owner, one or two people, of a particular piece of land, very preferably a very clearly demarcated freehold piece of land, It is the thing that drives Aotearoa. It's good for some, but it needs to change. This week on When the Facts Change, we talk with Tiaho Pihama, who is the head of Māori Advisory at Kiwi Bank, about how this mechanism influences Te Ao Māori, strangles opportunities for growth, but could be used to make things so much better. That's this week on When the Facts Change. Well, kia ora, and welcome into the studio here at the spin-off for a When the Facts Change special with Te Pirama. Great to have you in the studio. Te koe, Bernard. Thank you for having me. Uh, Te is the head of Māori Advisory at Kiwi Bank and in a unique position to talk about how... A crucial part of our society, our economy, 
it has an amazing amount of potential, but maybe isn't firing on all cylinders with with the current system. And I'm fascinated with the mechanics in how our economy really works and how that plays out in society. Because I have this sort of theory of everything in um, Aotearoa, which is it's always, always, always about the land and about the people and how they're connected, and in particular, residential land, how we, we live. Because we have a residential land market valued at $1 trillion. That's three times our GDP. 20 to 30 years ago, it was only worth one times GDP. And that growth in value relative to what we do as an economy has completely changed our society. It has completely widened inequality. Those who happen to be in control of that land and owning that land at that time, 20, 30 years ago, are now much, much richer than those people who weren't. And I'm really interested in explaining that that connection between the land and the people and what it's doing to stop us and maybe how it could help us solve some of our problems. And the, and the thing I'm fascinated with is this core idea in our economy, society, that has been with us since colonialization, which is that a bank uh, can put a mortgage, a legal construct, on to layer it over a title, a freehold title preferably, <laughs> over a piece of land, which is owned, and the bank, this is what the bank normally likes, owned by one or two people. So there's a very clear connection between the land and the people, and the connection is individual ownership of clear title over a clearly delineated chunk of land. That's how the Anglo-Saxon economy works. Gilda. And uh, And when you have a series of um, societal constructs or ways of thinking about ownership, about people and land, which are different from that, there's a problem. And and this is why I'm I'm fascinated to start digging into this problem we have at the moment of Maori access to capital. Could you talk about you know how that plays out that you can see in our um, in our economy and in our um, communities? Um, so just a, a thought that came to mind when you were doing the intro is actually around uh, there are a number of um, historical contexts mm. that have led us to, to where we are today. Um, there's also the mindsets. So, you know, to Māori, what is ownership? Um, and, you know, regardless of what you may have on a title, um, what does responsibility or kaitiakitanga look like? Um, and for us, you know, uh, when we have ancestral land um, or, or land that we are guardians of um, on within the cities, within towns that may not be ancestral, the mindset still remains the same. Um, the collective nature um, of uh, that responsibility that we have back to Papa Tuanuku. Um, so that's a really uh, interesting sort of high level order in terms of worldview. Um, but then in terms of what we have done um, more recently is is taking a look at actually, you know, uh, how do we enable more people to actually achieve 
those long-term goals of home ownership? Um, and is there an opportunity for us to focus in um, on small to medium enterprise and how we go about enabling them to thrive, to grow, uh, to be prosperous, um, to actually achieve the home ownership goal rather than what it, what it has been historically, which is you know buy the house, build the business, borrow against the house for the business, you know, how can we take a different view in terms of what a securitization look like? Um, because our banking system over the years has become increasingly focused on the mortgage on the piece of residential land. There was a time, you know, 100, 150 years ago when a bank was there to serve a business community. It was there to lend money to people in business not necessarily secured against a piece of land, but secured against the business or the cash flow or a promise from the business owner to make good on the loan. And um, at, a, at one time, our banks, uh, 60, 70% of their business was actually business banking, be it small business, medium business, large business. But that has flipped on its head in the last 20 or 30 years. You could argue that our banks now are much more about being mortgage banks who actually see the world through the mortgage on a piece of residential land and the equity that is attached to a person with an income who can promise to keep paying the mortgage on that piece of land and maybe other pieces of land they've been able to buy with the equity from that. Um, could you explain uh, for a wider audience um, how is that different from what we see in Te Ao Māori? So Te Ao Māori see... Papa Tuanuku um, as our mother, the one who gives us sustenance, uh, and as uh, as the people that live on Papa Tuanuku, it's our responsibility to care for the land and the environment. So when we look at uh, giving up uh, the, our source of sustenance or our or our, our our mother earth as as security for uh, some sort of business loan um, in this more to medium enterprise space, um, you know, that's quite foreign to the way in which Māori have been brought up uh, within our worldview. Um, you know, in comparison to uh, seeing the whenua as merely an asset um, in which, you know, uh, increases in value uh, dependent on sort of economic um, circumstances that might be out of your control. Um, for Māori, it's more around how do we nurture uh, the land to get uh, the best return on that nurture, um, you know, whether it be uh, housing, whether it be uh, planting kai, um, hunting, so on and so forth. Um, but it is a really very much a give and take relationship. So, but at the moment, um, because there isn't that uh, clear title to, you know, one or two people, it might be hundreds of people, thousands of people who are not necessarily living in that particular place. They may be living in the city or they might be living in another uh, place or maybe even overseas. Um, uh, the traditional way of, let's say you've got a fantastic idea for a business and maybe you've even started the business and you, you've got a plan, you've got some special talents, you've got the people, um, you've got the idea and you can see it working and maybe you've got a track record. Um, now, normally, uh, I think, well, go to the bank, explain the plan, convince the banker that the cash flow is coming, that, they, that the loan can be repaid. Use that loan to, you know, maybe employ people, uh, maybe do some R&D on a product or come up with a new piece of software or whatever. 
But at the moment, when you do that, the bank goes, oh, good idea. Uh, show me the title to the freehold land you've got. That's about as far as it goes, me being a little bit rude. How do banks adapt to this other worldview, which mm. says the land isn't there as a security for a loan. The land is there to nourish and sustain. Why don't you um, see the intangible value I've got in my business plan? Simply, we recognise that Māori home ownership is lower than the general population. So through recognising that, we've made the conscious decision to focus more on the person's capability and the, the opportunities or uh, options within that business to repay what they're asking for. So there's a there's a, a much larger focus on, okay, how long has this person been in this industry uh, and or people? Uh, what does their wider ecosystem look like in terms of their household, their whānau, um, and how is that going to support? Um, you know, what what financial data is available and what financial data isn't available? So, Could you explain that uh, for us and how sometimes it's um, more difficult uh, for Māori whānau to um, tick all the boxes and the spreadsheets and put all the numbers in around... Um, cash flow and uh, assets and um, do what, you know, you'd consider normal, go to the accountant, get them to fill it all in and <laughs> come back with a bill. Mm. What's, uh, how, does, how does that, uh, w w where are the differences? Yeah, so you've, you've sort of just hit it on the head in terms of the bill that you'd get from the accountant, right, um, for a set of projections that most of the time is actually completed by the customer. So, you know, for us, it's about recognising that and understanding that actually the information the customers are telling us um, is, is credible. Um, and how do we go about relying on that information um, in our loan assessments? One of the other things you do is unsecured lending in a traditional sense. Um, we've been talking about this, the bank's always asking for the title and the mortgage on the freehold land. Um, so one way to get around that is to have unsecured lending. Can you explain, you know, how that works if you wanted to build a business or, or, or start a business, how you could do that, maybe without the, the title and the mortgage? Yeah, so one of the major barriers to entry uh, is the cost of setting up a business, right? And if, if the bank's asking you to go away and get uh, two years' worth of projections and a, and a business plan, you know, that does come at a cost. And, and for some of our, our businesses, you know, that may reflect exactly what they're trying to borrow. So, you know, Kiwi Bank's looking at ways in which we can actually trust the information that the customer is providing us, uh, you know, where there is only one year worth of financial um, information available, actually just recognising that and saying, this is what we have to work with. Um, obviously, if there's more, then that, then that makes the, the application a lot more credible. Um, but just through understanding where different people are in, in their business ownership journey um, and how we can go about enabling that to thrive is, is really important. And that must um, mean banks and bankers have to have some different skills because one of the um, trends we've seen in banking uh, globally, but also here over the years, is that more and more of the lending decision processes have become much more about the hard data and the automatic decisions and the box ticking than it has been about two people sitting down in a room having a chat about their dreams and um, how clever and um, 
uh, uh, ambitious they are and essentially deciding after meeting someone and seeing some data and understanding, you know, um, where they've come from and uh, their uh, connections to the rest of society, deciding this person is someone I want to back. Our banking systems, our I, banking IT systems, the, the way that um, everything has become uh, automated has put a lot more weight on the hard data in automated uh, structural form. It's obviously much cheaper for a bank. You know, they can code it up so that it's automated. No need for humans. <laughs> it's great. But this sounds a bit more expensive and difficult and, and more nuanced for a bank to do. How has Kiwi Bank adjusted to that? Yeah, there's, there's two streams that I sort of look at answering that question in, right? Because some people really love using technology. And so within uh, enabling more Māori businesses to access uh, business lending, we have had a focus on our online tools and try to make those more streamlined and, and make sure they're asking the right questions and, and seeking the right type of data um, to ensure that uh, our Māori customers can have real uh, opportunity when applying through those channels. Um, and coincidentally, out of the change we've made, we've seen an increase in applications by 60% um, and first touch approvals by 10%, which I think is a huge success. Looking at the other side, which is that human touch, that human element that a lot of customers tell us that they want, you know, they people will actually approach the bank wanting to tell the bank about what the opportunity is, about where their background is and so on. And so for us, it's about um, ensuring that our policy settings reflect that right? And some some of the anecdotal feedback that we've had from our credit managers is actually our frontline team are able to put the more vanilla stuff through a lot easier. And now they're actually having a much more robust or harder conversations with the credit team, which mean that actually they're taking the right time, the right effort and having the right types of conversations with those businesses that have huge opportunity. When the Facts Change is brought to you in partnership with KiwiBank to help you understand the issues affecting the economy. And that's what their team of experts is here to do too. Here's KiwiBank economist Sabrina Delgado on what's happening with the labour market in Aotearoa. Our slowing economy gives way to higher unemployment, and we're seeing tightness in the labour market quickly abating. Both a recovery on the supply side, with our surging migration, boosting labour supply and loosening some very tight labour market conditions. But now a stronger narrative is coming through. As consumer demand cools, so too is the demand for labour. Firms are no longer hiring with the same gusto. Already, unemployment has started to lift from record lows, and we expect that to continue throughout 2024. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to stay up to date with detailed economic analysis and forecasts from Sabrina and other KiwiBank experts. They take big issues from both here and overseas and make them relevant to Kiwi businesses. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and of course past performance does not guarantee future returns. One of the ways I like to look at the world, and maybe this is because I, I um, 
did accounting and trained as trained in economics, and you know, um, I'm I'm uh, uh, broken in that way. But <laughs> it, is that I think about capitals. I think about financial capital, social capital, intellectual capital, and uh, I've I've come to realise that that idea of capital is often intergenerational, and that uh, the Western English way of looking at the world, which is if I own capital, I'm the one responsible for it, and I deserve it, and I own it as a, as a human being. It didn't exist before I came along. <laughs> it's all mine. Um, whereas, actually, I've come to reflect on, for example, my personal capital, which is, you know, I grew up on a farm, uh, but I would have had a completely different life if my grandfather hadn't been given that land by the state or uh, I hadn't been subsidised in education, uh, which I know I had access to, but not necessarily my uh, Māori mates had access to in my small town that I was in. So I've come to realise that actually a lot of the capital I have, the intellectual, the social, the financial capital, came from past generations and decisions made in past generations. Could you give us a sense of you know how some acts of parliament and some practices have combined into, you know, a deficit, a, 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 a um, blockage to those intellectual, financial, social capitals that I'm talking about? Yeah, it's part of understanding actually what those blockers are for Māori accessing business lending. We, we really had to take a, a deep view into the past as a bank and understand the things. There, were, there are some aspects um, of history that have um, played out to really impact Māori in, in present day, uh, you mentioned uh, land being given given to soldiers post World War Two, um, and then before that, uh, Raupatu, um, the the theft and trade of of, of Māori land um, by colonial forces, uh, and then we've also got you know parliamentary legislation that was put in place to really. Uh, demean the ability of Māori um, to, to hold their knowledge systems. So when I the, say that... I the Tohu Suppression Act in yeah, particular? Yeah, when I say that, I'm, I'm referring to the Tohunga Suppression Act, which really stripped away uh, or tried to strip away a huge knowledge system of te ao Māori um, to be replaced by really Western uh, ideologies and, and way of thinking. But just on the Tohunga Suppression Act, it didn't only strip away uh, those knowledge systems, it also stripped away uh, the, the, the place or the person within a community that Māori would go to uh, to seek advice. They were the trusted, uh, you know, in, in, in these uh, present days, it'd be, you know, your financial advisor, but they would give you um, the wisdom that they've collected over time based on the Māori knowledge systems. Um, and so, you know, fast forward to today, uh, you know, where is it that Māori are meant to go in and seek that advice from? Is it the colonial system that was put in place, i.e. the bank or, or, or the government? Um you know, and and, would and that maybe have, the trust isn't there to do yeah. that. Well, would that have looked really different if we still had maintained uh, those tohunga, those ariki, those rangatira within our communities, um, who who spoke like us, thought like us, um, and and saw the world uh, as we do, um, to be able to get that that matauranga, that knowledge from. Um, and then we 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 uh, move sort of more closer in, in history around um, Maori schooling. 
right? Uh, and the fact that a lot of our um, uh, past generations uh, were taught how to be good laborers, um, how to be good housewives, how to be good servants, uh, versus European schools who were taught um, arithmetic, um, economics, Spanish, uh, things that would really enable uh, non-Māori to get uh, those much larger, higher-paying jobs to then, you know, again, use that money towards purchasing uh, land assets and other assets to build their wealth. But that would, um, uh, if you took that to the extremes, you would think, well, there isn't much social, financial, cultural capital to work with, to grow. But actually, that's not the case. When you look at the scale of the um, Māori economy, it is billions and billions of dollars, uh, much of it in financial assets, a lot of it in land. You know, But actually, the people, uh, when you look at the um, demographics of uh, Aotearoa, the fastest growing, youngest, most productive age group are overrepresented by Māori and growing. And um, there is a huge amount of opportunity, if you can get it right in the banking system, to amplify that. Could you talk about, you know, uh, the opportunities there? The median age for Māori is about 27. So there's a lot of young Māori who um, have come through the the more recent schooling systems, uh, have started out their career, potentially starting whānau uh, of their own, um, and have some really, really strong skills in their chosen profession um, that don't have the backing of uh, the bank of mum and dad or uh, their own property to leverage against, um, to go out and, and uh, expand their wings in their own venture. And so the opportunity here is how can we uh, flip the traditional nature of um, you know, uh, education, home ownership, and, and uh, business ownership, how can we flip it to actually the business is the opportunity to increase household income towards buying a house? As we know, household prices have increased um, over the recent decade. Um, so that's the, that's the huge opportunity that Kiwi Bank has seen uh, to be able to enable those to grow their idea into a business, their side hustle into a mainstream of income, uh, their second stream of income into a third stream of income um, through, again, just recognising low Māori home ownership rates, uh, the view of uh, kaitakitanga versus ownership, um, and just really recognising that uh, different economic structures for different um, ethnicities and cultures does exist um, and seeing that as a strength. That's right, because if you're a business strategist, and you were looking for a juicy market to go after, the one where the median age is 27, where the um, fertility rate is significantly higher, and where you often have um, bigger connections to the local communities and to the land, and maybe uh, a higher willingness to stay and to build assets in the long run, rather than you know get some quick skills, get some quick assets, and jump off overseas or whatever, um, that would normally be, you know, a real, a really sweet spot for a whole bunch of large businesses to go. Huge opportunity here, young, fast-growing, um, solid uh, and um, well-connected community. Let's, let's see what we can do. Yeah, you would think so, right? 
the reality is uh, with risk-weighted assets um, uh, set out by the Reserve Bank, it's a lot more expensive um, capital-wise to lend unsecured than it is to, to lend on a secured basis. So what we find is that you know a lot of our industry focus on uh, quarters, they focus on annual financial years, um, and really trying to extract the, the the most value that we can in that short period. Um, when we're going through this uh, Māori access to business lending um, uh, work, we recognise that actually if we show up when a customer really needs us at the beginning um, or at that cr- critical point of growth, actually they're going to be a customer who is going to trust us, rely on us and want to do business with us over the long term. So, you know, of, of the businesses that we engage with, you know, if, if a proportion of them come back and borrow uh, significantly more money for future endeavours and other business and so on, actually that provides us with really strong sustainable revenue over the long term many years. But then from a cultural perspective, if you recognise that Māori move in groups. So if I set up a business and I have a really strong relationship with Kiwi Bank, uh, then I'm actually going to go and tell all of my friends and whānau about that. They're all going to be relatively the same age, relatively to the same skill sets as, as me. Um, and so, you know, they're going to then want to join the bank that represents the needs of Māori uh, and the Māori economy better than any other bank. Um, and I think the, the the real key message here is that actually, although we've looked at um, these uh, changes in the historic con- historical context around the needs of Māori, actually all of our policy changes and the way that we that we operate as a as a business is available to all Kiwi. And in many ways, that's one of the biggest problems Aotearoa has generally, that there are so many ideas, bits of enthusiasm, great pieces of technology skills that humans have, but the way our banking system has become a bunch of mortgages with a few bits tied on is strangling the future of the country. If you can find a way out of that, then we make a we make some progress. Te Aho Pihama, uh, the head of Māori Advisory for Kiwi Bank. Um, kia ora for, for coming into uh, the spin-off for When the Facts Change. Kia ora. When the Facts Change was brought to you by the Spin-Off Podcast Network, together with KiwiBank. Visit kiwibank.co.nz to find out how KiwiBank are making Kiwi better off. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.